welcome to the Chaos and Cox podcast. My name is Gabby and you can find me on Instagram at Gabby's Shelf, G-A-B-B-I-E. And I am Lexi and you can find me on Instagram at Reads by Lexi. And I'm Jess. You can find me on Instagram at the.barnacle.bookshelf or on my website at thebarnaclebookshelf.com. And I'm Ash and you can find me on Instagram at a wolf 91 Oh, oh we made her original friends. I was waiting for it. I know. And Ryan is not with us today. She is doing big fancy lawyer things and we miss her, but we wish her the best of luck. She's yes. studying for the bar exam, which is at the end of this at the end of July. And she's supposed to be doing a practice test right now because Lexi shamed her into going <laughs> getting out of the chat and going doing her practice test. Yes, she's so like, I'm reading. That's like, you need to be on her practice test, which she's yeah. supposed to be doing. <laughs> we love you. I just luck on your test. It was all support, I swear. All support. <laughs> um, so we were talking about how to get more money for bookish things and books in general. And I keep seeing TikToks where, like, there's two sides to this. I keep seeing TikToks where girls will sell socks, underwear. I saw one girl sell a used face mask. Like a used, like, skin face mask. Not like a... Like the peel-off ones, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. I don't know about that one. Yeah. Yeah, It's just weird to me that men fetishize over these things. Yeah, I agree. It's strange. It's strange. Oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> For those who are not having visuals, my cat just launched herself onto the back of my desk chair. <laughs> She's so the cute. weirdo. And then I keep seeing people like um, with OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like talk, okay, so. I feel like it'd be a good idea, but I barely have enough commitment to make it through an Instagram and a blog. I don't need to add something else. <laughs> Chris was talking about um, like him and a couple of people at work were like having a bad work day. So they're like, what do we do? And I was like, OnlyFans. And he's like, no, no one wants to see this. And I was like, why don't you go and manage OnlyFans for somebody? That's mm-hmm. an idea. Yeah. I think I think it's a thing. But OnlyFans is starting to become um, like a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like people say they've made $10,000 in their first day of OnlyFans just to get someone to sign up and use their code, mm-hmm. like their referral code. Yeah. So don't I fall for the scam. Don't, don't do it. Don't fall for it. Do it on your own. Mm-hmm. I know some girl who I found on TikTok and she's a cosplayer, but she's also a cop. And she makes like, I think $4,000 a month on Patreon alone. And I was like... You know, that would pay my rent and then so right. <laughs> that would pay a lot of my bills a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you are like Patreon, I think is more um like oh, art driven. She's not using it art driven. She's using I know. It like OnlyFans. <laughs> and I don't think there should be like a distinction. Like it's a platform for you to post exclusive content, post whatever the fuck kind of exclusive content you want to post. I mean, my question is, though, how are you, how do you work in law enforcement and then also have a side job doing that? Like, I feel like that, like, Yeah, I feel like that so, would be problematic. Hi, Gator. This one's Sasha. Oh, hi, Sasha. I didn't see the face. I just saw a butt wiggle. I was trying to get Gator <laughs> in here because she would open the door for Sasha. Oh. 
but I think I'm pretty sure she's hiding in the bathroom right now because it's oh. eight Storming. o'clock. So five o'clock and eight o'clock is now the new thunderstorm hour every day um, in Florida. Yep. But that uh-huh. is weird. Lexi, can you talk on the cop thing since yes. Chris was? So Chris, when he was a police officer, he wasn't allowed to have a second job. Mm. For I forget what the rules were. So like any form of secondary income? Any form of secondary income that I feel like if you were doing, and don't quote me on this, but I feel like if you were selling crafts or something like that, it would be okay. Mm-hmm. But he when he was a deputy for the county, he was required to carry his gun with him at all times. Yeah, on that's how my dad duty. So if you have another job, that interferes with that because as a police officer, if you see something happen, you're supposed to interfere or help out mm-hmm. if you can. Yeah, I feel like yeah. it's very similar with like, I wonder how it is with nursing and things like that. So the only second jobs that my dad ever did while he was working in law enforcement was um, contracted through his department so they would do like security jobs and things Mm -hmm. like that I mean that makes sense but Mm -hmm. that was pretty much it and now he still does security work like uh, uh, Dave and Buster's that's the name Dave and Buster's he does security at Dave and Buster's and I was like do you get to like carry a gun there too and he's like I mean I can because (laughs) that's me but (laughs) yeah Yeah. chris's favorite gig i think because he still talks about to this day is when he when he worked at the tarpon police department we have a roller rink there and it is like the ghettoest roller rink you would ever (laughs) find like i don't know how they haven't gotten shut down for like health code violations but he would it's called a detail so they would pick up details and he would work security on saturday nights at the roller rink and he would be like he would be in like the they called it the boom boom room where it's just like full of speakers and like people dancing and being crazy so he would just sit in there and make sure nothing bad happens that's not where my mind went when i (laughs) (laughs) but okay since both of you since your spouse and then gabby's dad was in uh law enforcement are they allowed because i know a lot of the I, where I used to work, we had um, police officers during the week that would work a detailed second job at our place and do security for us. And I would talk to them and they weren't allowed to have, like, be active on social media. Um, so I don't know if it was restricted, but it was a personal choice that my dad did not have any sort of social media. He had a Facebook beforehand and mm-hmm. he deactivated it once he started working because it was a safety a safety concern for himself and for us, my sister and I and my mom. So he completely cut off all forms of social media. But I don't know if it was a rule that he couldn't have one. I don't think it I don't think it was ever a rule for Chris, but again, he didn't wouldn't post things. And you would see so many officers get in trouble for posting stupid stuff. Like that's how you lose your right. job. Yeah. Well right. I know you in the military um your even spouses are prohibited from posting any kind of details about military missions or what they're doing or anything like yeah. that. So I imagine it would be similar with law enforcement. 
I mean, yeah. when Stone gets home, we both have a mutual friend who is in law enforcement now, but I see her posting on social media all the time, and she's even in uniform when she posts stuff. So, I mean, I'm guessing maybe times have changed, but maybe. I th- maybe I it's more of a content changed. restriction than a all yeah. social yeah. media bad type thing. I think That's what looks- I was wondering. If it looks good for the department, I'm sure they want you to post it. If it looks bad for mm-hmm. the department, they don't want you to post it. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. It's like, um, yeah, it's your personal social media, but it's not like a regular job where you're not representing them. Like you're representing that police department 24 seven. Yeah. So it's not like you can turn it off like you do with like a corporate job or something. Yeah. But even so- like, that's why I had my Instagram hidden for a long time. Not only was I ashamed of my reading, which I'm not anymore, but I didn't want I wouldn't want a potential client looking at my social media and being like, oh, I don't want to work with that agency. Yeah. Yeah. yeah being judgmental sense. about it. Yeah. Um, my company, and I don't, I don't know if I've said it before, but I'm not going to say the name of that company that I work for, but um, they recently redid their policies that unless you're advertising yourself as an employee of that company while you're doing shitty things, we can't, we're not policing personal social media. So, but unless you have it like on your Facebook profile that you work at company mm-hmm. XYZ, then we can, because you're representing us. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, they're not in like, I know Joe Schmo is an employee and he's posting shitty stuff. Like, okay, let me go look at Joe Schmo's profile. And it doesn't say anywhere on it, that he's an employee here. I can't do anything about that. Yeah. That so that's sense. the approach that, and but my company is a privately owned company, not a private, it's a public company, but it's not a government company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I think so you not be an ass on the, on your social media and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. Basically, don't be there, a butthead. There was, <laughs> I forget if it was in our area or not, but it was a canine officer and oh. he was such a dumbass. He somehow got like a big purple dildo and let the let the canine like grab it from him and run off and he posted it on his Facebook. That's dumb. Oh How long do like, you just use some common dumb. sense and yeah. you'll be fine. Because that doesn't have that doesn't scream common sense. No. No. <laughs> so I was writing last night and let's talk was, about writing. Yeah. yeah. But really quick before I finish that story, because I wanted to make note of this, I'm wearing my um, Akatar, not Akatar, Akamaf shirt, and it's literally like a wall of text message, text uh, from the book. And I was like looking down while I was writing earlier, and I found like the wedding scene when <laughs> he comes, Aww. he comes and saves. Her. Where did you get that from? Because I have seen those with like more classical books, like um, Pride and Prejudice. One of my friends has like a scarf that has a bunch of scenes from Pride and Prejudice text put on it, like text like that. Where did you get your shirt? It's like witch something. Gotta look at the tag. <laughs> I don't know. So for those who can't see, Gabby is Gabby. currently pulling around the tag of the shirt that she's wearing. To see yeah, what it says. I'll have to wait until Stone comes to read my tag. Uh, oh, crazy lithograph. Idea. Lithograph? That's where my friend got the scarf from. Yeah, that's the one. So, Gabby, I what are you it. writing right now? Because I hear you have like five books in your head. I do. So currently I'm writing a contemporary because it's real. So I haven't, 
there's like <laughs> some things happening um <laughs> it's a contemporary like crime novel um but it's smutty as well and um the reason why I was calling my dad was because there's this scene that I was writing last night um my two main characters male and female are going to her apartment um because they are now living together and she's going back to her place to pick up all of her stuff and so they walk in and they find that her apartment has been broken into and I was like okay dad what happens like law enforcement my dad used to do this all the time as a kid he would like hold up this fake gun and like walk through the house and like pretend that he was like clearing the house and I was like okay so imagine they see that the place is broken into and he's not going to call the cops he's going to do it himself like what happens first and he was like okay so you do this you you, you have your gun out and you're going to walk in and he's going to look to the left and then look to the right and then go through and I was like trying to write that like as he's telling me everything <laughs> Um, but I was like, <laughs> I was trying to get this scene out of my head because I wanted, I wanted her to find, there's an important piece of like a breadcrumb that she finds at her apartment that someone has left for her. And, and I was like trying to figure that all out. And, and I had to, I had to call my dad because I was like, I need to be like correct on this because someone's going to call me out. <laughs> Well, and that's the point, like that we've been talking about a couple different times is like you have to make it realistic so you end up researching all this weird random shit that has like no point in the whole overall scheme of the plot but True. needs to be correct True. <laughs> yeah. yeah been two hours researching like a like a this big of a, a paragraph yeah, yeah. So, just a tiny little paragraph scarlet yeah. said that she'll spend five hours researching a monster just for one sentence exactly. yeah I've done it too yeah. like you know how long it took me to pick my characters names just based off of like demonic, yeah. like uh research and crap like that yeah and I still like and then I had to make those names like actually readable and then you guys still <laughs> ask me about pronouncing pronunciation like what does that mean <laughs> I think one of the things that like fantasy novels do really well is that they have the different names and I'm like I want to have a different name other than like <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say Karen and Steven <laughs> um, I mean just like basic like all American names I don't want them to be I want them to be memorable right like some yeah. person mm -hmm. in my fandom's like oh my gosh he's so swoony and yeah but one thing I will say that the one thing that I like with pronunciation like you were saying Lexi is when they put the pronunciation guides at the front of the book not in the back instead like, of the back <laughs> because I'm not looking at anything in the back until I finish the book and by that True. point I've already gotten it in my head how I'm going to pronounce these people's names right or wrong usually True. wrong yeah I mean like but the it at having it at the end does nothing for me because like, at that point I'm not going to look at it I've been saying Lucian and apparently it's Lucian mm -hmm. I have mm -hmm. been I have said it like Lucian but that's because that's I whenever I see that character all I can think of is Lucian from the Underworld movies that's what I was thinking <laughs> but with red hair. Was, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's who I, I thought of too that's all see, I got <laughs> so. I think I've read somewhere that Sarah's like really heavily inspired by like Irish folklore and stuff because like um Saoirse in 
um, throne of glass. She, her name is like the phonetic spelling of Sorsha, which mm-hmm. is like Sarah's if you say it the way that it's, it's supposed to be said. Yeah. <laughs> I meant to share a meme with you guys and I need to find it now. I forget if it was a meme or a TikTok, but it says that for, th- and, okay, spoilers for Throne of Glass and Akatar. If you look at the Throne of Glass people that end up together, their names sound the same to those who end up in Akatar. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'll have to find mm-hmm. it because they actually like explained it out. Because it was like, um, Gabby over here is mouthing me. <laughs> no, I'm like saying it in my head, like, okay. we really need to do YouTube because I feel like people are missing out on like gold just hearing they our are. voices and not seeing oh, how I wish crazy I we are. That. I'm so mad I didn't save that. Uh, that was funny. I get up at like 5 a.m. and I scroll through my phone and then I'm like, oh, okay. And then I just don't save it. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. I think- it sounds like also spoilers for Throne of Glass or anything, Sarah, right? She pulls a lot from various mythologies, but I feel like she does gravitate towards more, I don't want to say European because it's not, it's older than Europe, but that area now is where mm-hmm. she seems yeah. to draw a lot from like irish british Scot- she draw she drew some from it's not celtic but it's similar anyways my brain's not working tonight <laughs> but that area <laughs> i'm trying to there's think a, of what it what it is called it starts because with a Rowan's- oh god it's gonna baltic? is that it yep Baltic. Baltic. Well, because Rowan's supposed to have an accent, right? Like yeah. she said that he's supposed to be like Irish. Huh? No. Rowan's supposed to have an Irish accent. <laughs> no, she said it in like an interview somewhere. I think. Mm-hmm. It's, okay, it's really weird. The audibles. Oh, we're going on a throne of glass tangent now. Why do we? Well, that was transitioning. We'll, we'll go back to writing. We'll go back to writing. Why do we do this? Um. <laughs> oh, okay. Who is the redhead that she met in the red desert that she l- didn't kill? It's Ansel. Ansel. Ansel, Ansel has a country accent on Audible. A country accent. Yeah, yeah country she's accent. like, howdy, y'all. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are you? I don't like that. That makes me uncomfortable. It's very <laughs> weird. Um, it's funny, though, but I have to say something. And it's I'm not going to spoil it. But there's a couple, and I know that you two down there, because you're on my screen down there, um, <laughs> you all know who I'm talking about. There's a couple who end up together, and at the very end, um, one of them takes the other person's last name, and it becomes this, like, joke. <laughs> it was my favorite! <laughs> oh, so I loved stupid, it. But I love it. Oh, my God. I Lexi's like, damn it, I need to read more. <laughs> If you keep this up, I'm not going to be on this podcast. <laughs> She's going to go read. <laughs> I'm too talking like to us. A half left. You got this. Be prepared to You're literally die. I've been so depressed. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so scared because I saw. You should be. <laughs> she is so loud when she runs in here. She has um, little tippy tappy toes. So I have seen all the like reaction videos to um, Kingdom of Ash 
and I don't want anyone to spoil anything for me, but I seriously thought the end of um, Empire Storms was going to be the ending of Kingdom of Ash. Like that whole Rowan scene, like, where's my wife? Where's my fireheart? I was you like, You thought she was going to leave us at that? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was full in. If I'm correct, please, I'm not even going to look at you guys right now. Because <laughs> I feel like this is true and I'm so scared because I feel like Aelin, like, she dies at the end of Kingdom of Ash. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to leave it at. Because I saw those reactions and I freaking hate Sarah because she kills me. And this is another way to tie back to writing. Reading Throne of Glass, I'm like, am I not torturing my characters enough right now? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be mean to them. That makes it good. And as a reader mm-hmm. as well. Like, That's what, yeah. like, I, I Make have, them suffer. So whenever I was doing my research in the beginning before I started writing, one thing I kept seeing was, and I, let, I put a link in our doc, was what is the worst thing that can happen to your character? And then make it even worse. Make it even worse. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I guess this we had Murphy's Law or something that they were calling it. I don't know, but I guess I'm gonna have to work on that this weekend because I feel I like I have twenty thousand words and my character hasn't lost a limb yet. Or like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, that was something that Scarlett was talking about the other day. I think it was on one of her lives, but I could be wrong. She does a lot of things. Um, but it was like when she's planning, she doesn't really outline until she's like halfway through her word count. But when she does, she'll like go through and say, what does the character want? What do they need? What's the worst thing that could happen to them emotionally at that point? And then go from there. Like, cause you have to be kind of mean to them or there's not going to be any conflict. Mm-hmm. You know? I need to figure out the conflict because I feel like all my conflict is planned for the end of the book. Mm. There is going to be some stuff, but it's, I don't know. Something bad needs to happen because I feel like you guys know the the whole, the reason. This is still your first draft too, Lexi. You can like reorder shit and add it in later too. Yeah. It's, it's. I know you're a perfectionist like us all. (laughs) It's so hard because I. And that's another thing I always see. Someone actually messaged me on Instagram yesterday. It's a newer account. And she saw that I was writing and she's like, do you have any tips? I'm like, I have no tips. <laughs> None. Like, I have We're to- winging it, baby. <laughs> like the only thing I said to her was find a group of alpha readers you can trust. Just get your first draft out there. And then I said something else to her. I can't remember because it was at like nine o'clock at night. You know, my old ass that was past my bedtime. Bedtime. <laughs> but I need to remember to just get my first draft done and stop mm-hmm. editing. Just get the meat of it yeah. out and then you can go back and add all the spices. If you Absolutely. edit as you go, you're going to stop about halfway through and never pick it up again. Yeah. True. Because all you're going to be focusing on is what you think you've done, quote unquote, wrong. And you haven't done anything wrong. There's no wrong answer here. It's your fucking book. No. <laughs> so what True. I on though, because I did find that um because gabby you're writing yours and you all of yours in first person right yes i'm doing mine I've played yeah i've played with the idea of not doing it that way but i like third person because i kind of like um telling their story not putting myself in it mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. but i find that i haven't built the scenes well enough 
is like reading because Sarah J Moss is a fucking god like her mm -hmm. the way she sets a scene the way she sets her paragraphs the way she separates each chapter there is a build most of the time where they're in a new setting and you take that first chunk of the chapter to like set that tone to like do the descriptors and I didn't do that good enough so that's the only editing I'm doing right now because I actually read a part to Chris last weekend and he's like, but he's like, how are they outside of the restaurant, but they can hear what's going on in the inside of the restaurant. And I was like, oh, it's like one of those restaurants where it has like the garage door and it's big and it's like open outside and it's like, there's a big entryway. He's like, well, you, but didn't, you didn't say that. that. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm editing this weekend. And then I'm just going to go and get the rest of the book out. That sounds good. And I think like I, when I was writing, so I used to do more creative writing. I've gone more towards, um, I guess the genre is technical writing because I do more blogs and stuff now. Um, but when I was doing creative writing, it was always harder for me to write third person because I wanted to put myself into the story. So trying to pull myself out of it to do third person was more difficult almost. And it was, it came more naturally to do first person. Eventually I wrote it, what I, what I was working on at the time, first person, and then went back and changed it all to third person using the same descriptions that I kept in first person. Um, because it was just easier for me because I was doing third person omniscient. So it was like, they knew everything that was going on. So if I set the scene the way yeah. I would have been in it as that character and then take the, ad, change the pronouns and shit it was almost easier for me. It was a lot more work and I never did it again, yeah. but it was easier for me to write it in third person. I like so where like, I get stuck. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, so where I get stuck is that I write, so I'm doing dual POV. So I'm writing from her perspective and then his perspective. But what'll happen is there's a part, I'll be writing a scene from her perspective and be like oh my gosh this specifically like this little detail would be fantastic from his perspective to be like viewing that and mm -hmm. then I'm like should I have been writing this whole thing in like third person omniscient this whole time <laughs> mm -hmm. I love dual point of views so are you doing both of them from first person yeah mm, I love that's that the hard part that is I hard that. It, so Something, and I'm going to just go on a little tangent for a second, if you guys don't mind. Something mm -hmm. C. Rochelle did really well is her, because she did that, I believe, if I remember correctly. Don't quote me, because yeah. my, my books all run together, guys. Um, her <laughs> voices for her different points of view were so distinct that I never even had to look at the chapter headings to know who was talking. And that's so hard to do. That's yeah. where I'm struggling. I think Ash and I were talking about that because she read um, Brain Fart, Sea Rochelle's <laughs> first um, series, Wings of Darkness and Light. And her first book, she switches POVs. And it's, I don't want to say it's rough, but when you're not used to her writing style, it's hard to mm -hmm. like, on. Yeah. but then Ash said when she got to the second book, it was more set in stone, like yeah instead of switching like mid chapter or mid section or whatever you like i love how she i love how she has one pov for a chapter and then the next chapter is either the same person or a new person mm -hmm. yeah another person who does pov switches really good is danielle jensen um gabby have you read dark shores yet mm -hmm. um so 
if you want something shorter to start with, um, the Bridge Kingdom also does it really well. She's Danielle is just really good at doing POV switches. All of her books have been maybe not the Maldiction trilogy. I can't remember. It's been a while since I've read that. But Dark Shore series um, and the Bridge Kingdom series alternate POVs. And she is also really, really good about there's never a question of who you're reading from. Yeah. And I think that that's what makes it enjoyable because you have to go, if you have to go back to the beginning of the chapter to see whose point of view you're in, it takes you out of the story. I was yeah. reading a Kindle Unlimited book the other day. I forget what, it, I'd have to go look at what it is, but it was vampires, um, some kind of reverse harem vampire thing. It was really good. Other than the fact that I could never keep straight whose chapter I was on. Mm, I hate that. So I had, I had a like mild crisis because for me, the very like the first seven six or seven chapters are from the female mc in my book and the male mc is not going to come in until chapter six or seven i think that's fine i was like yeah you got to build the reader's relationship with that first character before yeah. you start throwing them all over the place yeah and i feel like because they're going to come together in the same location so i didn't want it to be like she's in this town he's in this town and then all right together yeah I, what I've been doing is um, I wrote, I think, two or three chapters from her POV. And then after she meets him is when I started switching to his POV. And the reason why I did that is because there's some important details that we find out that only he knows and that only he's aware of for a good portion of the book that I wanted him to be aware of. And so then I, I was struggling to switch back and forth because then I wanted to do like three or four chapters again from her POV and then switch back to him. But it's just. Well, I don't think there's a hard, hard. Cool that you have to do like every other chapter or every two chapters you have to switch. I think you should switch as you see fit for your story. Like, yeah, he shouldn't have just one chapter that's his point of view. But mm, at the yeah. same time, I think that you don't have to, there's no hard or fast rule saying every this many chapters you have to switch. Because um, yeah. Sarah switches in the chapter. Yeah. yeah. goes by se sections, which yeah. sometimes I find it to be a little hard because I can't, It's it takes a second to realize who it's coming from. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. so there's like Adian or Rowan or things like that and then fucking Sarah does it from everybody's POV yeah she does everybody's POV there's one chapter where it's some random slave <laughs> yep <laughs> the other thing is like when I first started writing Chris said the first chapter was too short and I was like what are you talking about first off you there's a one page chapter in one of Sarah's books yes yeah yep even and shorter like, than that some it's like a quarter of a page it, yeah. I was like, mm -hmm. I, you can do whatever the hell you want. There's no rules here. The only rules <laughs> you have all the power the you're the putting author. on yourself. Yeah. So I have a different, um, I always love telling stories and I always loved reading, but I came into writing later than I feel like you guys did. I started writing and it was never, I never wrote fantasy. I never wrote any type of like love stories or things like that because I was big in the dog rescue world so if I saw a sad story mm -mm. I would, <laughs> so for me to deal with it I would rewrite it with a happy ending 
that's I actually got started with writing with fan fiction so but I did it with real life stuff like if there if there was a sad dog story like a real life dog rewrite that that shit I rewrote it because I, I couldn't handle it like journal entries though but if something shitty happened I would like rewrite the journal entry like from the other person's perspective and like fix what they did you know I love that like I hate you don't be mean (laughs) I was gonna write a um it wasn't even gonna be a children's book it was just gonna be a like dog story because one of the dogs in the rescue died too soon and it was like super depressing can't read dog books <laughs> no I've never watched Marley and me and I'm never going to please don't mm. I like I think I will never ever watch that movie again because I like ugly cried I can't so do it <laughs> well if we all, could... I'm sure go ahead I'm sure we all watched old yeller as kids and I don't know mm. if they that ruined at school me. what kind I know. of teacher no. plays that for children no like, no ma'am you I don't there it was rough back in the day. <laughs> it was rough. They like, put us through a lot. Do you yeah, know they did. my biggest fear is um I this is another reason why I need to go to therapy. My my grand, my grandmother on my mom's side, the one that I don't talk about, she had me watch Leprechaun at the age of like four. Oh my gosh. No wonder you have issues, Lexi. No wonder you're so spooky. And I was pretty sure that was after she lost me in Disney World. I just want you guys to look at this cat real quick. I know. She's like, that's ridiculous. She is out. She's like, I'm just hanging out with you guys. Well, that's how Sasha I I want to talk about scary stories really quickly because I think one of my my childhood traumatic traumas also comes from... Um, one of my best friends and I have to make it known that um, Asian scary movies I feel like are a million times scarier than like the U.S. versions Mm -hmm. they have a Mm -hmm. lot less restrictions Mm -hmm. Um, yeah they do so one of my friends she was Filipino and we used to watch like the Asian versions of the movies at her house and I've always been a wimp so I just remember like usually when we would do that I would sit there with like a pillow over my face and just like try and not be in the moment (laughs) um but when we had sleepovers she had really long black hair and she oh god no lights go off this is going I yeah I know where this is going she goes to the bathroom and disappears and then comes out and crawls on her hands and knees no hair in front of her face and starts making the ring noise or like the no or like whatever the fuck out of there scared the shit I'm gonna take a picture of this cat real quick (laughs) she's just giving me life right now oh my gosh i want a cat so bad along the same lines as gabby i'm the biggest chicken ever and when i was like 12 or whatever i got so traumatized by watching friday the 13th in space like the worst friday the 13th (laughs) movie ever i was traumatized for weeks by it for no reason So oh my gosh. I, grew, I grew up up north. Like I grew up in South Boston and North Boston and we had the creepy houses. We have every single basement you've seen in a scary movie. Mm-hmm. And like we would go to Salem all the time. I loved spooky shit and I hated it at the same time. Like I loved I'm it on my chicken. Terms. I'm the biggest right. chicken you'll ever meet. <laughs> but we had because 
and I was a horrible child. I went through like when my parents first got separated, I was evil. So evil. And I texted you guys this, but I would mess with my mom so hard. Like so bad. Cause we lived in the creepiest house ever. Like the pipes made noises, the staircases made noises, the hallways were super tiny. I couldn't do it. <laughs> and it was a duplex. So if you were in the basement and someone else is in the basement, and you didn't know they were in the basement, then you think there's things going on in the basement, but it's just the person next door. But when you're 10, you don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Basements are just scary in general. Yeah. I don't... Mm-hmm. And why would you put and addicts? Why would you? Oh, and then addicts too. <sighs> I got all the locked. things. I got locked in my childhood attic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I had a thought also for like trauma inducing stuff in the book again. My brain's back there. Like locking someone in the closet when they do something, like a kid does something bad and then the parent locks them in like a closet or something. I'm like, is that a good form of trauma? Yes. Yeah, well, that would make them like super claustrophobic probably in their adult life. Yeah. Well, and in, in, in a book, I just read Dark Devotions by Nicole Green, and it deals with, um, it's a reverse harem, and it deals with a girl. She gets married to this guy who's like an abusive asshole, but like, slight spoiler alert, but at what he does as punishment is he locks her in a panic room. And that's and like he has a TV in there. She has like a pillow in there, and that's like it. And How do you oh, lock he does in a panic. Well, room? he <laughs> well, what he did is it the house originally had a panic room because they're like mega rich, and he switched the lock. Oh, a whole bunch God. of shit goes on. The books really her the situation that the girl goes through is really fucked up, but um, he switches the lock so it locks from the outside. So all she's in there with is like a blanket, a pillow, and a TV. And the stuff that he does with the TV is really super fucked up too. But yeah, it's messed up. But that's what she he does to her is he locks her in there when she misbehaves to correct her. And it fucks her up bad. Uh, yeah. So yes, that's a very much a trauma-inducing thing. Mm. Oh, I uh, I'm going to run you guys from some torture scenarios this weekend. All right, sounds Ooh, good. Bring oh it on. Gosh. Give me some of them. (laughs) So with your Lexi and Gabby, what's your not process, I guess maybe is the right word. What's, how do you start writing? Do you just, I know Gabby said you were hearing stuff in your head the other day and just had to write it down, but like, what is your all's writing process at this point? It's so rough at this point. And there, I sent this to Gabby and this, there's this one author on TikTok, and I'll find it, and I'll link it in one of our blogs when we're done with this. But she says, just to start, and the first 20 minutes are the hardest. Mm-hmm. And I That's say, the true for anything you're doing, like cleaning, doing it, literally anything. Starting yeah. is always the hardest part. This isn't so much of the process, but this is what I've been going through lately. I know I need to write, but then mm-hmm. I'm going to find five things to do instead of writing. I'm going to put the laundry away. I'm going to vacuum. I'm going to wipe everything down. And then I'm going to sit down. And then we're going to have food get delivered. And then I have to eat dinner. And then I have to clean up dinner. And then finally (laughs) I write. And I'll sit there for like 30 minutes and write 500 words. And then I'll find my groove at 11 o'clock at night. 
Mm-hmm. And then I'll write 2,000 words in like an hour and a half. And then I can't sleep because the story's still in my head. So I sit there and I make notes on my phone <laughs> until like one o'clock in the morning. And then I read it in the morning. And I'm like, what the fuck was I writing? <laughs> that does not problem. make any sense. <laughs> My goal is, and I haven't done it yet because throwing a glass is taking over my world right now. Once I'm done with a glass, my goal is to only read 300 page books like Ice Planet Barbarians or books like that. Monday, Tuesday through Thursday is my reading days. And then Friday to Monday are going to be my writing days. That's my goal. So we'll see if I get there. I like that. That seems solid. I mean, it seems like a good balance, you know? Yeah, yeah but yeah. it looks good on paper until I <laughs> until you do it. <laughs> yeah, so for me, I was talking to Scarlett about it today, actually. Um, so I have been breaking my book down into small chunks. So I have, like, an idea I can show you. Um, so i wrote like the first like six chapters and then realized that there were some things that i needed to happen in between there so i had to rework everything so i sat and wrote this like piece of paper that's just a mess it has like arrows pointing up and then like on the back there's more and so um that was basically everything that i wanted to happen so i went through and like wrote a scene and then checked it off and then wrote another scene and then checked it off and then wrote another scene and then checked it off and so that's kind of what happens where it'll just be like a bunch of little things but now i'm stuck because i'm getting to some of the meteor stuff and i'm trying to figure out like people's motivations for doing something and uh who like who's going to be shitty to her today like what <laughs> crap are we gonna do now <laughs> and so like literally moments before we got into the podcast I was making her sit and watch a video of someone being tortured and um yep <laughs> there we go you're mean <laughs> You know, she's going to cry and then they're going to do it. And then she's going to cry <laughs> some more. <laughs> oh my God. So that's a, okay. I wrote this in the doc. How oh, I'm having such an issue with there being sex in the second chapter of my book. And it's not with the main person. It's just some rando guy. And I'm like, is this going to turn people off? Yeah, Does I'm it add to myself. her? I think if it adds to the character. Yeah. And See, I'm, it, like, it advances the character's motivations, decisions, helps you kind of get more into their head. I feel like that's completely valuable. And like, we may end up cutting it later when you give us the full thing and say, nah, not really necessary. But at this point, if it's giving insight into your characters, I think that it's more than welcome to stay. But so I don't gonna... know if it is. It was just an opportune moment. Uh, yeah. Okay. And it, it does come up later, like a conversation with the guy she's with in the beginning of the book. But then again, I'm like, is that foursome necessary? Yes. Because when you got always <laughs> necessary. Because <laughs> there's a part where I could have faded, like for both to black, for both the first one and for the second one. There's moments where I can just say this is enough, and you don't get any more details. Well, See, I'm actually the opposite. I'm and I want to say, like, if you fade to black for the first two, 
maybe people aren't going to keep reading because they expect all of them to fade to black. So you got to give them a little something, especially if you want to be known as a spicy writer. I do want to be known as a spicy writer. But the thing I did change was the intensity of those sex scenes because I want to save it for when she gets with a certain someone. Yeah. And Gabby, Mm -hmm. I interrupted you. What were you going to say? I am comparing myself to Lexi because I was like, (laughs) she has sex in her first like two chapters. And I'm like, do I need sex in my first two chapters too? (laughs) Is this not spicy enough? And so then I'm like, where can I add in? Like I add in like the sexual tension, like the banter and things like that. But I'm like, is it enough? Because now I'm like eight chapters in and like nothing has happened. And I'm like, so I'll be honest, I feel like well done banter and sexual tension can make a book spicier than poorly done sex scenes. Like Crescent City had zero sex scenes and it was like fanning myself most of the fucking book. Yeah. So it's just like with anything, the execution, I guess, and the surrounding environment. So I feel like if you do the tension and the banter in a way that you like, you know, something's going to happen. And when it finally does, it's going to like explode. I think that's perfectly an acceptable, not alternative, but just like something different to do. It's just weird. It reminded me of a TikTok. Oh Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) There's a TikTok going around and it's like reading, oh, decided to pick up from Blood and Ash, like all excited. And then it's like, um, spoiler alert um it's so funny because she's like and then there's hawk sucking on her mummy jugs yeah, i saw that one too <laughs> <laughs> oh my See, God. I... Okay, so that's the opposite though because you get all of that in the first chapter and then you go through like 20 30 chapters and you're and there's nothing you're like where'd it go nothing. So frustrating. but i think like yeah. that's kind of a good way to draw people I'm picking wax off the table sorry I'm not looking at you guys um my cat spilled my candle all over the table when we first started um but I felt like from blood and ash like you had that whole scene at the beginning and then it's like oh shit what happened to dude where's I'm, I need him back please and then mm-hmm. you get the actual build-up but you've already had some sort of instant gratification. So you're more invested in the buildup. And I think that was really interesting how she did that. I feel like, I don't know if I would be successful at it myself, but Mm -hmm. the way that you, it gets you invested in the buildup versus just, you just kick off into the buildup and there's no, like, I'm sure there would have been an inciting incident, but the way that it happened, you're way more invested in the result of the sexual tension than so you I would have been without it. For all of you, how soon is too soon for a character to get together? Like, like I know that we well, we read a mix of both, just like like garbage smut, and we read like like very well done relationships. But oh, if <laughs> I just think like trashy um but like how soon is too soon because like for right now my characters have been, have been together for two days but like they fit together well like they just have similar personalities where she's very sassy and he's very sassy and even the best friend comes into the picture and is like wow I can literally like taste the tension there and I don't and know like, if there's a too soon if it's like if it fits it's a it's a it depends answer I guess um you could always do it like 
like Jennifer did, like they get together and then they're like questioning it. Or it's like, they say, this is well, this was too soon. We need to give it some time. And then they're like fighting that whole feeling the whole time. I, I don't want you to go because I have thoughts on this. You have thoughts? Oh no. <laughs> well, okay. So I like it when they're together. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, like, like the hunt and you know, the Crescent City thing. Like, oh my God, the tension. But then I think too, and you think like the MK series, how we had to wait freaking fucking books for my man you know yeah. <laughs> fucking tension and then same thing with the Hades series my other man you know we had yeah. all that tension for all that so I mean the build-up sometimes can be really really good but then also you know you have the other characters in the MK series where they happen you know pretty immediately but you still love it you know so I gumdrop think Drop. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't you know anything for Brit. So Brit, I'm sorry. But don't listen. Don't listen. <laughs> um, like for yeah, because gumdrop happens within the first chapter or two, and it's yeah. Quick. Yep. But mm-hmm. it fits. It, it does. does. But then after yeah. it gets better. Yeah. <laughs> if possible. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. Here's how I am planning my sex scenes in my book. I, anything that happens before the most important person is just going to be regular old sex. Like there yeah. was things I took out, like stars shattering behind her eyelids or shit like that. Like, nah, we don't no, need that shit yet. Like, no, like only penetration orgasms. Like none of that is going to happen until she gets to like this guy. That's my plan. Cause I, if there's going to be sex in it, I don't mind for it to be mediocre sex if it builds up to like this awesomeness with this person. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's so there, I don't, we don't have an answer for that. I don't think anyone could ever give you a formula for how long the buildup needs to be. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, just, based it's just on how mean to your readers do you want to be? It, it depends on the trope. It depends on your character. Mm-hmm. It depends on, because like um, Brit said she read the Sainthood series. Mm-hmm. I got through the first, I don't know, a few chapters, and there's a couple of sex scenes in the first few chapters with different people. I couldn't get into the because of the way it was written. But I am curious to see how it rolls out because she was with a relationship with one person, and then she randomly had to hook up with a bunch of guys. So I wonder where it went after that. Mm-hmm. I also could not get into the Sainthood series, but it was more for the fact that the what they were going through didn't fit high schoolers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just had way too many hangups with that. And it was also the same with the Havoc at whatever high books. Um, I couldn't get into it because they're doing all this like organized crime shit in like junior year of high school (laughs) and it's like what the fuck it doesn't make sense when I was a junior in high school I was like reading fan fiction with my pigtails in like (laughs) what the hell true oh my god okay millennial of it (laughs) I want to I want to cut to something have you guys seen the tiktoks with the 13 year old that looks like she's fucking 20 something I'm sure I have. Which one? There's Probably. a billion. Yeah, it's like there's like 40 of them. It's, I find I think this is really important because someone stitched it, stitched it and she was saying how 
girls, the girls that were defending her saying she can look however she wants, she can dress however she wants. You guys are just jealous. She's like, no, the issue with this is that you're competing with adults at a, as a 13 year old. Yeah. Dress mm-hmm. them however you want. That's going to fuck you up mentally. Yeah. But don't yeah. compete with adults. Don't be like, you're jealous of the way I look because I look better than you. Like, honey, like that's not the point. You look this much better than me than I did at 13. That's not a competition. True. But I'm not 13. I'm this 24. Is be mean, but those are the girls that peak in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But seriously, no, though, like, but... and perpetuating that in, and I don't want to say that that's what these those books did because I didn't finish them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're romanticizing that kind of behavior for high schoolers when that's not high school content, that's, those were adult books that happened to be written with 17 year olds. And that's mm-hmm. eh, to me. I was reading yeah. Hunger Games and Divergent and Twilight and yes. that stuff. Yeah. Oh my God, Edward. <laughs> so and I, they're like, smut. <laughs> I actually did a little research on this because I didn't know. But when I got to Empire Storm and now Tower Dawn, they're very sexual. And I had a thought about it. I was like, this isn't YA, this is too adult. And then like, no, I was wrong about that. Because there was such a buildup and you had you follow the story like, yes, the first books were YA and they're still YA where they're at right now. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that until I actually looked into it. But remembering back to when I was 14, even when I was like 10, you know what sex is. Yeah, you, yeah. you may not know the specifics, but you know the general of what it is yeah but the fact that um you grow with the character because she was a virgin in the first book Mm -hmm. and then she has a relationship and then she moves on and like all that stuff so the build-up was there i think i was just so shocked because no one told me (laughs) you told us not to (laughs) we were trying to keep it a surprise god well i was like three hours into the work day (laughs) And someone's begging to get bit by somebody. And I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Where did this come from? (laughs) I thought I was listening to a YA book, just like going through my work day. And all of a sudden I'm (laughs) listening to fucking porn. I love when you send us like videos of what you're doing. And it's just the audio (laughs) playing in the background. background. (laughs) It makes my day. (laughs) There definitely is a very quick shift from YA to NA. And then now reading that. So I don't remember the specific timeline of when Akatar started coming out. I'm, I think it was like around that point. So she started writing. Did she yeah, the, the last few Throne of Glass books were coming out when uh, the first Akatar book came okay. out. Yeah, that makes sense. Like so she, she was already... finishing it and starting it concurrently. So she was already writing NA and then now we have Silver Flames which is the adult. spicy and adult. Would you consider Crescent City to be adult as well? Yeah. It's adult in their ages and their so speak. I have an issue with how some people do genre categories like that because YA, NA, and adult are based on ages not mm-hmm. sexual content and it's I feel like some people content. try to and yeah, I mean, some some of them are so explicit that they probably shouldn't be for children. But if you just go based on ages of the characters, that's how those are supposed to be at least decided. I mean, are there a lot of books where like 
16 year olds are having I mean but yeah reading 16 years old having sex here's the difference though she wasn't 16 having sex she was like 18. Sarah was 18 or 19 in the first Akatar book. Yeah. That's the I mean, new like, adult there from the get go, even though it was first marketed as young adult, because that's the genre that Sarah I, was already in. Okay. I, sp- I feel like the genres are so fucked right now. <laughs> Don't yeah. About they're it. Like, so messed up. Just because an author starts as YA, because I'm assuming this is how it went through for any like type of bookstore, SJM, Throne and Glass, is very. YA. Yeah. YA. It's on. I feel like with the ages, it's very on because they're like early 20s, late Yeah. Teens. But just, kinda... just because she started there doesn't mean all of her books should be considered YA. And I feel like bookstores do that. Yeah. They do. Well, that's also I... what Scarlett was talking about was how they, when if she wanted to be traditionally published, they told her she had to start in YA. And that's yeah. stupid. Like, that. If she's not a YA author, why should you make her start there? True. It's like they won't put fantasy in romance. And it's really Actually, I was talking about this to my, sorry, Gabby. I was talking about this to my grandma the other day because I was, she was asking about something that uh, we were talking about with books. And I was like telling her about how Scarlett couldn't get traditional or originally couldn't get traditionally published. Now I don't think she even wants to. Um, But because there wasn't a quote-unquote market for fantasy romance for new adult or adult and my grandmother rolled her eyes so hard and she's like well what have I been reading for the past 40 years <laughs> and I was like I don't know what she's been reading but apparently you know there's no market for it so at my Barnes and Noble they moved Sarah J Mass into the adult fantasy yes section. they did that at mine too and I'm like well I mean I get it but also like we just need a new adult like section again but even that I still find books that are categorized incorrectly but they also shouldn't do just all of her books need to be one or the other throne of glass can be in the YA section and her other books not yeah but it's like all or nothing but it's like in my Barnes and Nobles um Akatar is with um game of thrones yeah Mm -hmm. like that section and it's one fucking like one bookcase that is all there and then i sent you guys a photo from blood and ash was in the romantic romantic romance (laughs) section yeah like it doesn't so weird well people even think that that from blood and ashes will like when people do the spice scales, they'll say that that from Blood and Ash is spicier than Akatar. And I mean, mm. it depends on people's scales, but it's very, it's the, the lines are so blurred. They are. Also, speaking blurred. of scales, if you guys have been on C. Rochelle's Facebook page, um, some TikTokers are doing a spice survey to help make a more uniform spice scale. Oh, like like smart. 50 tiktokers are doing this giant it's a really comprehensive research <laughs> so yeah, um that. she posted the link in her facebook page if you guys want to go fill it out yeah. it's super comprehensive but i feel like it hits all the elements of what people use to define their own personal spice scales because it is so subjective because this is a fairly new thing to rate books on their spice level mm-hmm. 
But it, mm-hmm. it, it goes back to like, what is the spiciest book you've read and how do other books compare to it? Exactly. You have to start from what's the spiciest book you've read. Because any if you start like, what's the least spicy book you've ever read? You don't have anything to compare it to. Mm-hmm. So your ratings are always going to change based on the spiciest book you've ever read. If the spiciest book you've ever read is Akatar, one, I feel really sorry for you and you need to read more. <laughs> but <laughs> two that's going to skew your perspective of what quote unquote spicy is. And then once you read something like Madison Kate or Hades, your mm-hmm. scale is going to change because mm-hmm. Akatar on my scale now is like a two. Yeah. And yeah. it used to be like a four or five and it's just not anymore. My, I always forget about the mountain in Akatar. For some reason, I lump that in with um, Mist and Fury. I always forget everything she went through under the mountain. Yeah. Because I always like, for me, it's like Akatar is so Tamlin. And then when Reese gets involved, I don't think of Reese and Akatar for some reason. It's just the way my stupid brain works. It's also, I feel like the under the mountain scene, no, and spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't read the first Akatar book, it's like, it feels more. Mm. Montage is not the right word. But it feels more montagey than the rest of the book did. I see. Like it's sped up almost mm-hmm. because it spans like three months. Yeah. But it's yeah. like four chapters, so mm-hmm. it's oh, yeah, described differently. Mm-hmm. So it's not a it's not a montage. It's not happier sets of music. But <laughs> that's the best word I could come up with <laughs> to describe how that whole thing plays out. So it's. I did it the first time when I first read through it, I got to the end and was like, wait, I got to go reread that. I don't know what the hell just happened because the descriptions are written, not so much differently, but differently enough that your brain kind of just like. If I ever read Akatar, I start with the mountain. I mean, I I do too, because like. Mm -hmm. I skip Akatar altogether and I go right to (laughs) Agamemnon. I usually do too, honestly. Yeah, I and then even in Akam like Akamath, I usually skip to the part where Reese rescues her. Same. (laughs) I love how we only read the parts we like. Terrible. (laughs) However, I will point out that we did all read through it all, the whole thing at least once. We have, and now we have the privilege and the honor to only we're not cheaters, (laughs) and we have the tabs to be able to find where we want to (laughs) go. Okay, back in Sarah J. Mass world again because I had a friend text me today, and I didn't realize how common it was that people just skipped Tower of Dawn altogether. That's like super common. People are doing that. I am really enjoying Tower of Dawn right now. Great. She messaged me See, about aren't it. Aren't you glad? Like, I like it. Aren't you glad we forced you to do that? I was it's like, good. I was concerned, but then I listened to it while I was working today. I was like, oh, See? it's good. It's really good. But it's I like do think people skip it because they think that it's not quote unquote mm-hmm. pivotal to the main I story. Think, but I think, I think it is. Oh, it's important. Oh yeah, it's very like, important. Like if you don't read that, you're gonna miss so much shit. Oh, wait, I have right a... now. I'm only on chapter no spoilers I promise no spoilers. I'm only on chapter 18 and there hasn't been anything too pivotal right now but I'm sure it's coming I really don't hate Chad 
that say much. it say it more <laughs> <laughs> he's my favorite character because there are moments where i'm like you need to stop being an asshole oh yeah yeah i know you're going mm. to get buddy but get your head out of your ass but i'm really enjoying i'm it. not saying we heart chad maybe it's more like a an oval <laughs> There's no end yet. Yeah, I, heart, I wouldn't um put him in the same category as Tamlin. Yeah. So I'm sending a word into the chat and I want you all to tell me how you pronounce it. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Okay. It's from the, get the chat. It's up. from Tower of Dawn. It's actually I'm gonna put it in the Zoom chat. So oh. you can see it right there. Oh, the Zoom chat? Gabby, you know better than to ask me these kind of questions. What is that word? Oh, so God. I say Karanuki. That's so completely auto? incorrect. <laughs> There's no nuki in there. I know that. <laughs> the, the audiobook pronounces it Karen Kui. And I'm like, okay. where's the Q? <laughs> it's the K-U-I. I will also say that though I pronounced the king's name as Ardlan. And that's also so fucking wrong. So the audible oh. version makes you think it begins with an O. Yes. So it sounds like I... Otterland. Yes. Yeah. Like, are there otters here? Yes. <laughs> but I don't I think so. It, I look. I'm like Ardland. Like Ardland. So Gabby knows. We've talked about this before. When I see words that have more than four letters. They don't exist in my brain. They're just <laughs> like static as I read over them. So when you ask me to say things out loud, I'm like, I'm going to sound so fucking dumb right now. Have you, have you seen those TikToks that are like, like me reading in my head and then like out loud. Hi, she went to the park. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> really tempted like i had a morbid moment where i was gonna give you guys the opportunity to find a bunch of hard words with r's in it and see if i could say them and get your accent to come let's out. do it <laughs> our words there was we had a new we had a new a very one of our cl new clients at work is like freaking awesome like they're they got some cool stuff going and I was trying to read through the updates that my copywriter did. And I was reading them out loud because my brain was dead. And there were so many words that I had a hard time pronouncing. And Chris was laughing at me so hard. <laughs> so mean. But yeah, I'm, I can read things like in my head and think that I'm a genius. And you ask me to say them out loud. And it's like, this is just, I sound like a fucking idiot. Like I have no education whatsoever because I cannot like Nuki there's the K is before the U in that word ladies my brain doesn't give a shit yep I know. Let me see this there, works. there was um a real or a TikTok where it's like no oh my god <laughs> 14 hardest words to say in dictionary I okay. say that second one what does that even say or tarnologist wait it's an it's an orthon um it's an ENT an ear nose and throat doctor yeah oh god I know Odo rhino laryngologist odor can't say the first word say it rule 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 um kernel I hate the third 
I hate the third word because I don't like the way that we say it, but I do like the way that, that, (laughs) that British people (laughs) say it. Mm -hmm. Or like what they say. Penguin Penguin. is a hard word. Is penguin a hard word? I can say penguin. (laughs) Sixth. Mm. It's probably the TH sound. Ismith. Ismith. (laughs) Can we talk about the fact that I was saying uh isolate instead of is old like scarlet <laughs> laughed at you so hard she laughed so hard at me worcestershire 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 okay hold on one second anemone i can do that one hold please you guys keep talking i'm gonna give you squirrel things to try to say oh no ananthema well, see, my dad, he always cracks me up because, you know, t- we're from, I'm from Texas, born and raised. So as a family, so Southern accent is real. Like my brother doesn't say teacher. He says teacher or I live, he lives in Huntington, but instead of Huntington, it's Huntington. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so stuff like my that. husband, I have, um, I'm from Kentucky, born and raised, not there anymore, but, um, my husband was, his family's from Minnesota. So they have like a more northern accent and I have what they all consider a southern accent. So when my mm-hmm. southern accent comes out, it's like, say that again. And I repeat mm-hmm. myself thinking they didn't hear me, but they're just making fun of me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they're totally <laughs> making fun of you. That's so mean. And what's um, weird too- I never catch Texas. on until I've said the word twice already. <laughs> <laughs> what's weird about Texas too is like people will say- like I can talk to someone from somewhere else in Texas and they'll be like, oh, you're from East Texas. Because if you're from East Texas, you talk one way. If you're from like coastal Texas, you talk a different way. West Texas talks one way, but San Antonio and Austin's not included in that. It's more like West Texas, like desert. And then North Texas talks differently too. We all have different accents. Love it's it. very weird. Do Californians have accents? I've always wanted to know. I mean, Bay Area is like... What, what do we say we say some <laughs> weird stuff I can't think of it off the top of my head there's definitely like something I don't like really that. notice like I notice different word choices but never really like a vocal accent mm-hmm. it's just more like a dialect like different word choices hello that's the one hello <laughs> <laughs> cool oh I hate the the finna I don't even know what that means see we you know, say like bit and fixing too. to yeah, I say yeah. bitten, bitten too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not about to or fixing to. I'm fitting to. Or about a. I'm gonna. About a. Mm-hmm. Gonna. We should do. We should do. Oh, War. God, Lexi. What is that? What are those words? Those are three towns in Massachusetts. Oh, no, that's not fair. Tewksbury. I'm going to make y'all pronounce where I live because no one gets it right. Ooh. I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> wars, 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 Worcester? No, <laughs> I knew it was gonna be Wark. Worcester. If any of you people listening to this are from these places, please do not get offended <laughs> that we're butchering this. We're trying. Oh, the first. We're good readers, not good speakers. <laughs> the first one's Worcester. What? How the fuck do you get that out of those letters, Lexi? <laughs> 
Um, what do you think the second one is based off of Lista? Lista? <laughs> yeah. It's Lista. Lista. Oh, I was close. I was close. Ash was close. Was Tewksbury right? Tewksbury? Tewksbury. Tewksbury. I'm pretty close. There ain't no O in there. <laughs> Tewksbury. Yep. Ash, put your city name into the chat. Okay. Try that. <laughs> we should God. pronunciation. Oh, God. <laughs> Nacadocious. Nachos. Nachos. Yeah. <laughs> nacho. nacho dose it. No, nacho doches. Nacho doches. I want nachos though. Nacho Ash lives in nachos. <laughs> I live in nachos. Just so y'all know. All right. How do you actually say it? Nacadoches. Oh. Hey, Gabby was, was close. What? Gabby was close. It's nacadoches. Wow. That's yeah. But everyone Man. always comes in like if they're because we get people from all over because our downtown's really cute and people like to come like uh you know come to our downtown and stuff and um people will um do they'll be like how do you say this town's name and so we Not have to tell them Versailles. say that word and i'll tell you how you say it in kentucky isn't it Versailles? verse it's versailles Versailles. For sales, for sales. yeah. I was, gonna say. I was like Versailles. That's how you're supposed to pronounce it. But in Versailles. Kentucky, yeah. it's Versailles. That makes sense. <laughs> we pronounce my all of the letters. <laughs> I always do. So my last name, we had this conversation, I think on the Scarlet, like before we did the Scarlet podcast, because, or what, I don't know. I don't remember. I just remember specifically Ash talking about her last name and then Scarlet was talking about her last name. And then I didn't bring up mine, but I have a white way of saying it and then the correct way of saying it and then like an <laughs> way of saying it <laughs> for the different types of people that I encounter. I also have to do that because my name, my married last name is Spanish. And so I have to say it white people way and Spanish way. Yep. My maiden name was Ralston, like Ralston Purina, the dog food company. It's spelled R-A-L-S-T-O-N, but there's no ace. It's everyone always tries to spell it with an O. What the fuck is that? Wow. That's a town. That's a town in Texas. Waxachatki. <laughs> Waxachatki. Really hope none of the people listening to this podcast actually live in any of these places. They're gonna think I'm so we're sorry. idiots. So I have the opposite of you guys having hard to pronounce names. Have you guys seen Joe Dirt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he's like, he I feel like I vaguely have at some point in my life. His last name to like Dirte. So, oh yeah, <laughs> Joe Dirt. Joe Dirte. So my mom's, I uh, my mom's maiden name is Proud, but they try to put like a hyphen over the, <laughs> but it's not. It's P R O U D E. Mm-hmm. They try to make it fancy. So back in the day, it was like Pro Day. But it's fucking proud. <laughs> I want. I really like those names that are spelled like they're spelled so like basic. Like it's it's just like proud, and then it's like oh no, it's pronounced poo or something <laughs> like that. So I have a friend, uh, a coworker at work, and she is her family is like Swedish. 
something. Her name is spelled Caroline. It is not mm. pronounced Caroline. It's Caroline. Oh, yeah. And you I know how like- many times I have to correct myself when I'm talking to her? I'm like, I know your name. I know that it's not Caroline. I'm not stupid. My brain just doesn't want to say the word Caroline. It's like um, Lise's name. So that's why she goes by Lise is because instead of Eliza, like people would say it, it's Eliza. Mm-hmm. And, I was like, well, and people say cool. it wrong. So she just goes by Lise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, is like fair. Sense. Yeah. I was just like, I know that your name is not Caroline, but I'm sorry. My brain doesn't register that. <laughs> I'm not right. built like that. <laughs> is that just born? Bowern. No. Bowern. So the first one is Waxahachie. Okay. Okay. So I was saying it right in my head, but if I had tried to verbalize that, <laughs> the word sounds wouldn't have worked. Negative. But um, the second one, it looks like it said born, but it's uh, Bernie. Bernie. Mm-hmm. Why is there an O in it then? I don't know. All these silent letters. What the hell? And there's more. There's so many more that people just can't say because I'm just being set up for failure. And that is caramel. (laughs) That's caramel. That's caramel. 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 No. (laughs) There's an A. There's another A in there. Caramel. No. Caramel. Caramel. (laughs) Mm -mm. Can you guys sit? I'm going to get attacked. So do you guys know what's in thermometers? Mercury. I can't say that word. You can't say it. Try it. No, mercury. <laughs> <laughs> I would say mercury. Like that's okay. Mercury. But I know what you mean. Mercury. Like that's not like. My dad always cracks me up because the one word he has the hardest time saying is philanthropist. I mean that's a big and, word. <laughs> but it's I, I know that Lexi's seen it, but um the movie Ever After with Drew Barrymore was one of my mom's favorite movies, and so like we've all seen it a million times. Well, they say that word in there and it always drove my dad crazy because he can't say it and so my he, grandfather she, can't say massachusetts like at all his mouth we just we never say massachusetts, form that word we always say it we're from mass yeah mm-hmm. well he's from the hills of kentucky lexi so <laughs> massachusetts is a foreign language to Ma- this man. okay he's so also way, like 70 so. so the way massachusetts is broken up is you have the east coast which is boston and then you have the west side, which no one travels to. <laughs> it's called where the dragons live. I've never been to West Massachusetts. Where the dragons live. I would like to go see these dragons. However, mm-hmm. I'm driving through Boston on the way to Maine. So. I'm so excited. Are you going to stop in Salem? Because it's in North Massachusetts. We are. Either we're going to stop or we're going to drive back down after we get moved in. I love it there. And then my sister's coming to visit for our birthday in October. So I have a twin sister. I say our birthday. It's literally, we have the same birthday. Um, so she's coming to visit for our birthday in October. And we're going to go stay in Salem, go drive down to Salem for the weekend and explore. So you're driving across though, right? I am driving across from Seattle to Scarborough, Maine. So Chris, shoot Chris, me in the head. <laughs> Chris's family is from Boston. He's at his. It's weird. It's really weird. Chris grew up in Tarpon, born and raised here, but his family is from Massachusetts. His family is from Boston, and my mom and dad grew up where we call Brockton area. His family is from the same town that my dad and my mom grew up in. 
You were meant to be. We've discussed this before. But the funny Soulmate. thing is, my dad lives, um, so you know what Plymouth is, right? Yeah. Yep. On a map. Have you ever seen Plymouth Rock? On the Google. <laughs> <laughs> so Plymouth Rock is where the Mayflower landed. Like they talk about it hitting Plymouth Rock. And when you think about it, you think it's like this giant, like historic. It's a tiny ass little rock. It's so fucking small. And my dad, it was like one of the first years Chris and I went up there together. And he's only like 20 minutes from Plymouth Rock. And he's like, what are you guys going to do today? And I was like, oh, no, we're just going to go travel around. He's like, you should take Chris to go see Plymouth Rock. And I was like. This little pebble. And so Chris gets all excited thinking we're going to this huge historic like this big deal and we get to Plymouth Rock and it's just like this it's probably this big. You hate Plymouth? It's like so sad. So sad. But but remember when you were like a kid and you went places and you always thought they were a lot bigger and and now you're an adult and everything's small. I thought the Alamo was much bigger than it was when we took oh Emmeline a couple years ago. And I was like, this Dude. is boring. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed the so Alamo. The Alamo was, it's really cool and it's really beautiful the way they have it set up. But I was like, it kind of made it mean more because it seemed so big at the time that I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, like the Alamo, the battle, blah, 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 wasn't a big deal. But then you go back as an adult and you're like, fuck, oh. this is small. Yeah. <laughs> like, this was a big deal. And so it was like, it, meant more i guess the older i got but yeah no but it is it's small as shit what is that i wanted Daddy. you all to try and pronounce it and then tell me what you think it means so i know the last part is sin sin fuck i hate that i can't speak so let me just spell this word for our listeners at home f-l-o-c-c-i-n-a-u-c-i-n-i-h-i-l-i-p-i-l-i-f-i-c-a-t-i-o-n and Gabby wants us to say that verbally. I know the last part is synphilification. Flocking synphilication. Flocking I don't know. It didn't that give me a guide, but what do you think? What it does means? it mean? It means meaningless or worthless so i had a thought while i was looking at that i was like i have this line (laughs) (laughs) i have this line in the book where the dad is talking to the son and he says you're worthless to the family and i was like you're a falana fellow (laughs) (laughs) we need to put all these words in the notes so that people can visually see what we have been trying to pronounce for the last 30 minutes mm-hmm. so that they one they understand that we're not just ignorant and two <laughs> they can try to pronounce it themselves we live in a world now where oh, come on i also no- saw a um tiktok the other day and it was like this um it was this lady talking about cultural appropriation and the fetishization see I can't say that word either of Hmm. yeah mm -hmm, of Native American people and she said a word and I can't remember what the word is now but someone commented saying you pronounced that wrong this is how you're supposed to pronounce it 
and she did the most amazing um, video reply. And it was basically, you're taking away from the content of my message, trying to make me sound stupid mm-hmm. when there, I have no responsibility to pronounce words the way you think I need to pronounce them. I'm not mm-hmm. speaking English to please you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, preach it sister. <laughs> there was um, like, you know what I meant? Like people. Tr- yeah. There was one video where someone went off about saying not wanting to be fat makes you fat phobic. And someone I saw that one. If you work out, they were saying if you work out, then you're fat phobic. And the guy, the person responded was like, fat phobic toward myself. (laughs) (laughs) So I saw a lot of those stitches. Did any of you guys ever go actually watch the full original video? because they took it at like the first part of it out of context. He explains that wanting to take care of your body is not fat phobic, but not liking your body simply for the fact that it is fat is fat phobic. So he actually did like the message is not what people were making it out to be. Cause I went and I follow him and I saw the original video and then I saw all the stitches. Mm-hmm. And so. I don't know. I still feel like I'm fat phobic. <laughs> but only towards myself like yes, only towards, yes I can't I don't I that's called to, self-esteem issues it is <laughs> but Major. it was it's so weird like regardless of my mom calling me fat my whole life I and girls that are curvy I am so jealous of girls that can pull off being curvy I just I look like an apple on toothpicks. Like, but I don't. I am just fluffy everywhere. And it's frustrating. Because I don't ever feel like I look good in something. And I know it goes, like, back to, like, clothes should fit you. You shouldn't fit in clothes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that is much easier said than done. Especially. Oh, it really is. Like, it gets really frustrating when pretty curvy girls try to do, um, like, preaching about body dysmorphia and being comfortable in your own skin if you're not comfortable in your own skin go ahead and change it or find a way to be comfortable in your own skin yeah like my comfortable in my own skin is baggy t-shirts and usually leggings Mm -hmm. I mean clothes in general you should be wearing something that makes you feel comfortable and beautiful and if that is t-shirts and shorts then great but if you if you feel really good in tank tops or two tops and stuff like that like wear that too but I just feel like my my general rule was I'm not gonna wear anything that makes me feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and I'm only just now and uh, getting like feeling more comfortable wearing t-shirts like I'm wearing a t-shirt right now but that's because it's like obnoxiously hot here um but I don't like showing my body so I'm normally in like a hoodie a baggy hoodie um and I think my tattoos have helped some mm-hmm. with me loving my body because like it looks pretty to me now it's got pretty art on it <laughs> um but I agree with Lexi like if you don't like something you are allowed to change it but at the same time don't change it because other people you think other people don't like it and don't change it to an unhealthy level either yeah. like moderation 
which is so much easier said than done as well. <laughs> All of this is so much easier said than done. So just take, keep so that in mind. Like the right reasons. Yeah, you have the right reasons. Like I'm trying to lose weight right now because um, I have this really weird water retention thing. And I noticed that when I'm not being super healthy, my ankles and my toes get swollen and they hurt. Mm -hmm. so I know that I'm I need to start losing a little bit of weight when my ankles and my toes and it's not the rest of my feet it's just my ankles and my toes (laughs) like you know those when you blow up a glove and you like tie off the fingers that's what my fucking toes look like sometimes (laughs) I have weird water retention issues in my feet and circulation issues in my feet um so like I know that it's time that I need to lose a few pounds when my feet start looking like fucking blow up gloves (laughs) Chris and I went to Ohio with like two of our friends and we went on a full on drinking, like unhealthy drinking binge, unhealthy food binge for like three days straight. My ankles were so fucking swollen. It's crazy how much that can make a difference in like your, your feet specifically, but I've always had poor circulation. So it's my ankles and my, my toes. But so it's like, you need to do it for the right reasons and the right reasons are not, oh, I think society hates my body. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you, you should love your body because it's got you here this far, but if you want to change it, you are allowed to do so mm-hmm. healthy. So healthily. Chris and I healthily. talk about this all the time healthily. because you all know, you've seen the photos. I was hella fit, but Lexi got a donk. She moving tires and shit. <laughs> a donk. Where, so that two-year span of me getting to that fitness level was not healthy. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like, and there was a good TikTok where it was like, you you look so you look so skinny last summer. And the girl's like, yeah, I had an eating disorder. And the saw that one. was, but you look so good. And yeah, like, but you yeah, look but so I was good. It's not myself. healthy. Yeah. yeah. So there was a point where I was eating... 1200 calories a day working out three times a day and those 1200 calories were paleo keto yeah that's i'm that's not good for your body no no and it's like you eating disorders come in so many different shapes Mm -hmm. um and it's you can have an eating disorder quote unquote and it be exercise related oh yeah it's Mm-hmm. your relationship with food you think you have to earn food yeah and that's not healthy yep. um I'm in recovery for an eating disorder as well but I also still have an quote-unquote active one which is not not a more unhealthy one but it's it's called ARFID it's avoidant restrictive food intake disorder yep. I have issues with certain foods um like rice I cannot eat rice. It feels like maggots in my mouth. And I just like food. It's like that. So it's not like I'm trying to purposefully restrict my food. It's Mm -hmm. just like, I cannot eat certain things like broccoli feels like I'm trying to put grass in my mouth. And so (laughs) Chris makes fun of me all the time because there, there gets to a point where I stop eating and it's because I took a bite of something and I didn't like how it felt. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I can't eat textures. But that's also why I have like the palate of a child. But I saw this, um, I think it was on Facebook the other day. And it was like a picture of a blueberry, five pictures of the same blueberry. And it was 
sweet, sour, um, squishy, firm. And then it was Mm -hmm. five pictures of a cracker, the same every time. Like, yeah, I don't want to have to guess if I'm going to get a mushy strawberry when I can just eat a pretzel and it's going to taste the exact same time, (laughs) same way every time. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) And it was like, I never thought of it like that, but like, it was, it was geared towards children being picky with food, (laughs) but it resonated with me because it's like, yeah, that's why I gravitate towards children's food because I know what it's going to taste like and feel like in my mouth every time. I don't have to guess if it's going to be disgusting in my mouth. Like I love strawberries and I love grapes and fruit. If I get one that's mushy, I feel like I'm going to vomit. So it's a guessing game, but it's not with like pretzels or chips or stuff like that because it's going to be the same every time. So I have it like eating disorders are not just restricting your food or binging and purging. Like there's other types of it. Any kind of relationship with food that is not quote unquote a healthy Healthy. one is defined as an eating disorder. Yeah. Yeah. They're not all bad. Most of them are. Mine is just weird. (laughs) I had one of the bad ones and I'm in recovery for that one but my other and one is so proud of you yes it's very hard my mom had eating disorder when I was uh, a teenager which was very difficult me being a it teenager sucks. and then her doing that and so I have what I call an avoidant eating disorder like if I start to like look in the mirror and be like oh I could use like I could skip a meal or two and I'm like no fuck that go eat a piece of cake like no we're not doing this shit go eat something like no big fat burrito yes like no we're not doing this but like she does the same thing now like she'll get to a point where she'll use workout working out as an eating disorder and you know it's a constant struggle food you do not have to earn your food yeah it's trigger warning for people yeah trigger warning we should have said that before we got into this but you know how we roll we don't exactly know where we're going with things when we start talking (laughs) it's a mess we're so off a book right now we have a outline just for everyone to know we have an outline and have we stuck with that we've hit maybe two points on this have i taken Well, okay, okay. So to get back on the book grant, does everyone have a favorite cock of the week? Because we haven't done that yet. So I am reading a YA book this week. So I'm going to go with no for this week. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. I'll tell everyone what it is. Um, I'm reading because I I love it. It's really, really good so far. Um, There's just no penis and vagina. Um, it's Blade of Secrets by Trisha Levenseller. It's about a female metalsmith, blacksmith, who makes magic weapons and has really severe social anxiety, like to the point of panic attacks. Um, and she's going on this adventure with her sister and this guy that she thinks is cute but cannot talk to because of said social anxiety. And it's Aww. freaking amazing. So the first part was really slow for me, but I think that's because I've been reading like Tate James and C. Rochelle. So mm-hmm. it's not the book's fault. It's it's my own fault for that it feels slow because I know it's not acted as like, the, if you look at the plot objectively, it's not slow. <laughs> it just feels slow to me. <laughs> um, so keep that in mind. But I do highly recommend it. I'm about 50% in so far and it's really, really good. I'll have a review up of that on Monday. Nice. What's your number right now? 
Oh yeah. What's your new number? We're going to talk about my book number. Once I finish Blade of Secrets, I will be at 108 books for the year. (laughs) Damn it. And I just want to add this in here that just as your value is not based on your weight, your value (laughs) is not based on how many books you've read, because I guarantee (laughs) that if you have read less books than me, it means you have more of a life. I'm weak and I'm still comparing myself. <laughs> Why? I want to read 108 books. But I also want to say that my husband has been gone for three months. So I literally have, and I don't really know anyone out here in Washington. So I literally have not had anything to do other than work and read and feed the cat. So, <laughs> so keep that in mind when you see how many books I've read. Um, I also want to use, I'm going to ask your guys' number two, but I also want to throw in a little plug for Storygraph. Um, They recently Mm. came out with like a dedicated app for it, which is new because it used to be just on desktop. They have an app now. Um, It's a Goodreads alternative if you don't want to support Amazon and Jeff Bezos. Um, Storygraph is owned by a Black woman. Um, I believe she's British. She has some kind of accent. But she's super sweet. Um, Storygraph will track your books exactly like Goodreads does. It just doesn't automatically sync with your e-reader. Um, but the, in the grand scheme of things, that's one extra step. Um, but it also gives you a lot more analytics than Goodreads does. It tells you, it gives you little cool little pie graphs that breaks down the subtype of a genre. Like if you read a lot of dark books, mm. like I read, let me pull mine up. I read... 12 books in June and, and I'll put this picture, I'll put these pictures up in the notes page we did. Um, I read 12 books in June. Six of them had an adventurous subgenre. Three of them were emotional. Two of them were tense. Five of them were dark. Uh, and four of them were challenging. So you can break it down by genres like that. Um, You can break it down by pace. So 75% of the books that I read were medium paced, according to reader reviews. And the other 25-ish percent were slower paced. It breaks it down by how many books of each page number range you've read. So less than 300, more than 500, or 300 to 500 page range. Uh, It breaks it down by fiction and nonfiction. And then it gives you your average star rating. And you can do this for custom time periods too. I'm just going off. I love Storygraph. <laughs> um, so it's just really cool. There's not a lot of like following your friends and features right now. It's more just like it's your own personal adventure that you can go on. But it does give you more personalized recommendations then Goodreads does like on your homepage, it gives you recommendations based on the books you've read. And I have found like four new books that I want to read from the recommendations this past month. That's cool. Uh, So check it out. It's really cool. I usually just get my recommendations from you guys. I know. Same. (laughs) Basically. At this point, I don't even look the book up. I just like immediately add it to my TBR. I just listen to what you tell me to do. Like, Mm -hmm. tell me what to read. I'll read it. (laughs) When are you going to read Crescent City? Yeah, that's next on your list. It's on my bed right now. Is it really? (laughs) Yay! I just haven't picked picked it up because I've been writing so much. So So what are your all's book numbers? Now that that I've gone off into a rant about mine. Andrew Cock of the Week. 
Yes. And yeah, and your cover yes. week. So my book number, I don't trust Goodreads. I need to double check, but it's around 34 right now. I don't know if I added Empire of Storm for 34 or 35. And my favorite cock of the week, mm, I don't know. Chris has been feisty lately. I'm just going to say his. That's fair. I support it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I also like it. So we messaged Lexi. She was telling us that Chris was feisty. And I was like, I love Chris, but for different reasons than you love him. <laughs> uh-huh, true. <laughs> he did the sweetest thing. And I felt bad because like, so Gabby sent me a TikTok about a book with different like emotions and things like that for when you're writing and I sent it to Chris what was that yesterday or the day before Gabby Mm -hmm. it was yesterday because I ordered it yesterday (laughs) I sent it to Chris yesterday and we went for our beach ride this morning I was like oh did you see that TikTok I sent with the book and he's like yeah it's in our Amazon cart oh he's on a weird shift today so he was home while I was home and I was working at the computer while he was making breakfast and I forgot where my coffee was. And all of a sudden I look over, my coffee's right next to my computer. Oh, <laughs> oh cute. So sweet. I love it. Oh. Okay, who's oh, going next? I can go next. Um, my number is 54. I know it's higher than that because I've read about like eight beta reads. So Yeah, you I've need to add those one. in there. Yeah. So let me put one. We were talking in. about that the other day too, I think. Like yeah. if you add your beta reads or not. And like you're reading them. I don't see why you shouldn't. That's true. I know it's hard right. because they're not in Goodreads. And like, I, I will say about Storygraph as well, books are much easier to add if they're not already in their database in Storygraph because they're like still building their database. Mm-hmm. So it's much easier to add books in that there. Makes sense. So Another reason to jump on StoryGraph. Dorian. And I have a comment about it. Dorian. Uh, So you're far enough to know. But But spoiler warning for anyone else. Yes, spoiler warning. For anyone who hasn't read at least up to Empire of Storms. um, One of my favorite things about Dorian that is kind of like hilarious is he goes from... I mean, obviously, if he liked Aelin, he likes a little sassy, feisty. And then he goes to Sorsha, Sorsha, who's like the mm-hmm. sweet, innocent little like angel baby. And then to Manon. <laughs> to fucking <laughs> Manon. So let's talk about bitch. her. <laughs> because this goes back to our whole pronunciation thing. I say Manon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I've like I've heard from the audiobook that that might be wrong, but okay. I feel I think there's a I think there's a different differentiator. That's not even a word. Um, <laughs> when you in your head, do you still say Manon? Yes. Okay. So in my mind, I will read it Manon, but I will automatically say Manon if I'm saying mm-hmm. it out loud. Manon, it's like there's too much syllable emphasis going on for me. It doesn't sound, it sounds fancy. 
She is fancy. She is fancy. She's so fancy. I'm not fancy. <laughs> I love Abraxos. Like I want. Oh, I need one of. I needed Abraxos uh, in my life. I am. So I just want a fancy. stuffed animal of him so bad. Get a toothless yes. stuffed animal. Yes. They sell those at Build a Bear. I got one for my mom. That's uh, my daughter has a, a toothless one and then the white one from the later movies. They sell them at Build a Bear. You should go get one. They're awesome, and you can get it clothes. You can't well, get it close. I know what I'm doing on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> we need pictures. But my mom loves dragons, so we got her that um, a stuffed uh, toothless one year for her birthday. So cute. I love it. I'm going to be all by myself on Saturday because Stone invited me to go to work with him, but we would get, basically be sitting in his work truck like the whole time long. That sounds horrible. I was like, and and the event doesn't end until like 11.30, so we wouldn't get home until like one o'clock oh no and i'm i'm a i love you but not that much very bad person when i don't get sleep (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so dorian did you want to elaborate on dorian he's just the thoughts that were going through his head where he is just very very spicy and like, <laughs> i love him the He's chains so i was like that chain scene i was yeah. I, I put my hands on my desk and then i took them away and you could see my handprints because my hands were sweating so but. Much. <laughs> i was like what but. i ne- had never been so sexually frustrated when he walked out of that room and that's uh, i you could feel her sexual frustration uh, like because it was right at and it was right after a scene with Aelin and Rowan. You two um, should both write scenes like that. However, I will tell you that I will hate you at that moment yes, in time. Yes. But it will be really, oh. really good. <laughs> I was so, messaging one of my friends earlier and telling her some of my plans for the book. And she was like, You're one of the authors I'm really gonna hate. And I was like <laughs> <laughs> so mean, but I love you for it. <laughs> So Ash, what's your number in your cock of the week? Um, I uh, once I finish, um, I'm reading Neon Gods right now. So once I finish that, um, I'll be at 88. How are you liking Neon Gods? I actually am kind of digging it right now. Like the the setup of the world is very different from Of Such Darkness. Yeah, but I've also been debating. Very... I'm scared to read it. I don't want another Hades in my head. I don't want another. Hades I like in my head. Hades. <laughs> well, I will say so far. I feel like he's very um, not similar, but I don't feel like it's deviating much. Like Hades is pretty a set character in my head, and I, I, he's not going to compete with the other Hades, but he's also not going to be like, "Oh, gross! I hate this Hades." Like I like this one right now. Okay, but I will, <laughs> I will do a little spoiler because I kind of love it. But um, uh, so little spoiler alert. But uh, Hermes is a girl in in this and i'm loving it because she is very sassy but the setup of the world is very cool like it's very interesting is it urban fantasy or is it high fantasy um they're set up and it's kind of it's it's still olympus um but it's like a town but do you want me to kind of i can kind of explain how the explains the thing okay, okay. <laughs> so 
the setup is is that there are families like there's zeus's family and everything and there's not one zeus or one hades or one aphrodite they get promoted to that position within the families so um it's very different but it's kind of interesting because everyone thinks that Hades is dead because he had no one in his line but we find out differently later but like the Zeus like Demeter has three daughters and there are three daughters that you're gonna know their names well Persephone obviously is one but the other two you're gonna know too and uh but there um Demeter just got her job or promotion like six months ago so she's been Demeter for six months do they have so, different names before they get promoted I think so like I think that it hasn't been fully explained if their I names just feel weird about changing my name for a job you know yeah <laughs> It's really interesting so far because, like, the, the guy that's been Zeus has been Zeus for decades. Okay. And, and that may be different. Yeah. Hmm. And, like, in the story oh. so far, he's trying to find a new Hera. A because there's no Hera. Hera. Because See, Zeus is a... It's an it's interesting very, concept, but... Yes. It's know. very... I feel like it's not going to compete with A Touch of Darkness because it's going to be... It's completely different. Okay. I might give it a shot. Is it so spicy? I'll let you know. I've heard it's spicy. I, is it spicy? I haven't I haven't got to spicy yet, but we have Hades and Persephone have made a deal and it's about to get spicy. How much how far are you into it? Um, let me see. What's if your percentage? I'm gonna be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> you what? I'd be very upset if you say 50%. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. It's not even 50%. It's like I, I just started it not so long ago and I keep getting okay. like distracted. Oh, Dude, okay. same. I've been reading Blade of Secrets all week because I'm reading it physical because I got the physical book when it released and I should have gotten it on my Kindle because I read way faster on my Kindle for some reason. Because mm-hmm. I think it's because I can read it like in bed when I'm like, I don't have to hold a book. I can just hold my phone or my Kindle. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been taking me like much longer to read than it normally takes me to read. I am 24% in. 24 I think that's a decent okay I'll give it a it's shot a, is it on Kindle Unlimited it, it uh no I had to buy it how much is that um I think I had a coupon <laughs> for getting just going my, off on a tangent <laughs> <laughs> I had a coupon for um getting my Kindle Paperwhite so I think it was like seven that's or something not, that's not too bad it wasn't too bad and I was like I, I keep hearing about it and Lee said it was good that she liked it so I was like well okay well if Lee's recommends it then I'm gonna get it <laughs> yeah she liked it and said it was good but I um i have one thing i want to talk about before we okay close, Hold on. but ash needs to do her cock of the week yes oh oh my cock of the week is um from ruby dixon's uh dragon series which um i highly recommend lexi for when you finish throwing a glass um oh what's the first book of that one called sorry i'm gonna interrupt you again fire in his blood i feel like i've read those <laughs> I feel like I've read I'm so bad because I thought I hadn't read C. Rochelle's first series and then I opened it up on Kindle Unlimited and it was at the end and it was like now that you finished this book here's what we recommend and I'm like when did I finish this when did I do this <laughs> I didn't do this but yeah uh, my cock of the week is from book four fire in his fury and his name is Rast 
because he's that very name much sounds a... familiar too i feel like i have read these books <laughs> you probably have <laughs> so do their cocks have anything special about them um they they have scales kind of <laughs> type things scales? kind of yeah kind like, of uh, kind of prepared for this <laughs> like ridges ish it's but um I will say I don't know and I don't know if it's because the series has more world building but I also feel like it might be a little bit spicier than Ice Planet Barbarians which is saying a lot because Ice Planet Barbarians is very spicy yeah they're doing it all the time I have a question what's your question (laughs) I've been seeing TikToks of Ice Planet Barbarians and it's really hard not to watch but I haven't read it yet, obviously. And the one thing that is reoccurring is like barbs or something. (laughs) I have also seen those TikToks and I have also not yet read the book, any of them. But when I think of barbs, I think of like pain. Yeah, we call them, we call them ridges, ridges. So they're not barbs. No, their penises don't, cling on to you through no they do not do that they're they do not grab out and get like you they are wire no there's <laughs> they're no. bump they're bumpy okay th- then say bumpy <laughs> because i hear barbed and i think like gabby like barbed wire i don't want that no. that's not appealing to me no. also spoiler um their tongues are bumpy too I you mean... know i'm intrigued <laughs> <laughs> No, and they have an extra um an extra what Lexi oh no <laughs> an extra piece for funsies yes so you don't in need their to- butt <laughs> <laughs> that has to be a promo this whole these whole this whole five minutes is a promo oh my god oh god so they ha- they have an extra what please clarify okay okay i'm gonna show you so i don't spoil okay this is main part this is extra part ah okay i got extra part but it sounds now it's not attached to the main part though no it's like main part other part up here what is it attached to like it's It's attached to him it just slides (laughs) out so like flop around but this part is stuck right there okay it can go like this <laughs> oh god okay <laughs> i need an illustration uh, but i also don't want one i will put it in the chat all right put it in the chat <laughs> did someone draw this yes oh yeah okay oh yeah all right yeah because I'm really scared. I yeah. just love that I have this photo saved on my phone. I do too. I feel like and, and if Chris saw that this that was saved on your phone, he would have a lot of questions. If well, I, maybe not. I just say don't question it anymore because my thing that I was gonna bring up was Midnight in Poppy Land and the five dollars I spent today to be a part of Patreon. <laughs> was there new stuff for Patreon today? <laughs> You want to see it? I'll send it in the chat in a second. Dinosaur squeal. Y'all don't understand. She sent me a thing the other day and it was my Mantora and glasses and I nearly like melted into a puddle on the floor. 
<laughs> Tell me why I'm zooming in on that. I just zoom in too. What? It looks like a spike. Yeah, it's like a little horn. <laughs> I have so many questions. I'm just going okay. to read this. I, I want to tell you. I want to tell you what YouTube. they call it. I want to tell you what they call it. What's what it called? They call it a spur. You see that even they sounds more terrifying. Words. Barb and Barb spurs. You know what a spur is? Something that burrows deep into a dog's Jesus. fur or something. Yes. I mm, Andrew's gonna walk out here. Like, why are you zooming in on that? <laughs> like you serious. There's things, I gotta know okay. what it is. <laughs> it's really good though. It's really good though. They have tails too. Yeah, they do have tails. Okay. Yes. But they don't. So many I questions. haven't read one where the tails go in things. They usually just caress and do things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the tails they're... aren't sexualized or anything. Like, they're, I mean, onto it. Yes. They find the tail grab sexy, but the, nothing happens to the girl with the tail sex. Okay. Oh, shit. So many questions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got to stop zooming in on this. Andrew's going to walk out here and be like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Oh my god, I need to tell you about my dream last night. Tell us about oh your god. dream. Go, no, I, there's go. no way for me to text this to you, and I have no idea how this dream happened because I'm not this type of person. Um, for some reason, I was at a like award show, like very similar to like MTV Music Awards or something along those lines, but it was for Supernatural, and I was. Oh. <laughs> So it was like, it was, I feel like what, what it was supposed to be was like saying goodbye to Supernatural and then talking about Jensen going into um, the boys, the boys. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to watch that. So like, I was like doing a whole speech and then like showing a clip from the boys with Jensen. Do you watch Supernatural and or the boys? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't watched the boys yet, but I will once he gets in there. Yeah, me too. Same. But I'm a huge Supernatural <laughs> fan. I have a pillowcase of Dean and Sam with nothing on. Um. <laughs> that was just so casually dropped. It's dropped. I love it. But I am so mad because it got to a part where I went home and I was at like this place with like roommates or something like that. And they both just showed up because they didn't want to be where they were. So they came to my house. And I was like running around trying to clean up because I was like, I'm sorry, I haven't been home for a few days. Like the house is a mess. I don't know why you're here, but you're here. <laughs> so I'm like, I got fucking Jensen and um, my God, Jared just like following me around this house. And I'm like, I just didn't know what was going on. And then I woke up and I was really mad because <laughs> I wanted to have a threesome with them. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what did you just Also say? same, Lexi. Sorry, Gabby okay. just sent some. Oh art. my god! <laughs> Who's the other guy? Oh, it's. Yes. Is this from Midnight Poppyland? Uh-huh. Yes. It's my man. Why does he have a turtleneck on? <laughs> Who is a turtle? Oh, <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of just have to know that character honestly okay, fair enough <laughs> i just 
just made Gabby snort, I think. <laughs> I'm zooming in way too much right now. <laughs> so we will not be including these visuals in the blog post because I would immediately get my site taken down. So we need I already I already got denied. I just want to say this for, real quick. I already got denied to be a part of Amazon's um affiliate program because my site promotes um promotes or contains sexual or obscene content yeah <laughs> so yeah, it does. do we need to change the name of our podcast i don't think that's the reason i got denied like see, <laughs> i'm just gonna go with that but Britt and i keep getting kicked off of tiktok oh true I, I don't want to change her name. I don't want to I mean, change the her stuff name. that we're talking about in general is going to get us kicked off of TikTok <laughs> anyway. So. Pretty much. How come we get we get kicked off for talking about this kind of stuff? Whereas people literally like this guy. I saw my stone was like scroll. Literally, my brain is like blowing up trying to talk about this right now. Scrolling through reels of this guy on Instagram who literally just like. His whole thing is that he just like has a bunch of dildos. His girlfriend is a porn star and they have a bunch of dildos and they just make sex jokes like the whole time and like wave dildos in front of the camera. And I'm like, and they get to keep their videos up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So short answer is if you like our content, you should support us because we cannot monetize any of this. (laughs) None of it. (laughs) We're going to make merch eventually. <laughs> so I was thinking about that. Um, and anyone who's listening, please express interest or disinterest. Um, Ash and Britt got custom pop sockets with our Chaos and Cox logo on it. And I think that we should sell them. <gasps> yep. So if you're Very interested, cute. let one of us know so that we can again gauge interest and and maybe do the thing true um and i think this is a good segue or i'm going to make it a good segue um i on my blog i'm doing a bookstagram quote-unquote tutorial series of posts and um we wanted to get some interest on if you guys would like those types of episodes for the podcast as well now let me caveat this we're on like episode seven, eight. We have had a script or an outline every time and we have not stuck to one once. So Never. it would be a portion of the podcast episode. We're on two oh. hours and 12 minutes and I don't think I'm going to cut anything. I think I'm just going to upload it for two hours. Do it. Let's do it. Go for um, it. I want to make a note here that we're going to do our interview one, I think, next. Mm-hmm. So that's if, if Britt anyone... gets uh, a break in. If not, then things. we'll move it back. But yes. I should open it up. If anyone has questions for us, general Please questions or specific questions, let us know because yes, because yes. we're gonna do a whole episode on Meet the Podcasters, which we probably should have done earlier, but we're doing it now. <laughs> because now is when we thought about it. And yes. so we're gonna do it when it pops into our crazy. Because obviously a podcast with the word chaos in it is very well planned. Yeah. True. Yep. I feel like better have- late than never, y'all. We dug our own hole when we named it this. We did. It's a self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy at this point. 
It I was is. gonna. I have a bedtime of twelve o'clock. I was gonna get some stuff done, but I don't know how that's gonna work out. Well, so let's wrap it up. Um, we wish Britt best of luck on her lawyery things. Uh, she may or may not be joining us again next week. Um, she, like I said, she's studying for her bar exam, which is apparently a three day long test. Yeah. Yep. So like more power to her. If you see her on Instagram, tell her to go study and then give her a <laughs> high five. Um, so go give Britt a shout out. She's doing super cool lawyery things and she'll be back when she passes her bar. Yeah. Because she will and pass it. Yeah. She, Eventually yeah, she will. See Rochelle's gonna get on here at some yeah. point. Oh, yes. at some point. <laughs> like I said, guys, chaos is in the name for a reason. Yeah. Ash mm-hmm. needs to read uh Rise of the Witch. Yes, yes I have to read and that. Woot. But then I know woot. and whooped. <laughs> and um, but I know that Britt, I was I think we had discussed waiting until Britt was done with her test because I know she wanted to be on the Sea Rochelle bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, but yeah. yeah. It's it's in my Kindle. It's ready to go. I was just feeling the neon gods vibe for some reason so fair enough was, so to, to conclude if you have questions for us let us know if Please. you would be interested in us doing bookstagram tips at some point during a podcast episode let us know um we're gonna do we did our first written guide for last week's pride episode and it seemed to get it seemed to be appreciated so we're gonna do it again It'll be up on my blog uh, shortly after the podcast publishes. So Saturday sometime. Um, And my blog is thebarnaclebookshelf.com. So it'll be up there. Um, It will not have the pictures that we have been discussing. So you're going to have to use your imagination. (laughs) Because I'm not putting those on my website because it'll get taken down. So fast. So fast. My entire site will be like, no. I'll send it to you. Yes, if you would like to see the pictures, <laughs> I need your consent first because yes. talk to I one of us like, and we'll DM them to you. But we're not putting them on the website. We should gatekeep um, our not safe for work photos and make someone listen to the podcast and prove that they listen to the podcast, and then we can send them photos. We should yes. just start a follow. If a you've Facebook gotten this far, to answer questions. you have to answer like entering like entering a Facebook group. You got to answer some questions like, about the podcast, and then you JLA. can get the pictures. She changes her thing, like the question to enter into the group is like changed like once a month or something. So we're gonna start a Facebook group or a Discord in order to be We can't do it on Facebook. That group would get taken down so fast. So fast. (laughs) So um speaking of JLA's group, um she had to put a note up. I don't know if you guys saw it, to stop posting NSFW pictures because the page got flagged. Oh no, (laughs) I saw that. She's like, you guys, I know you like them, but you've got to stop posting them here. <laughs> Do you think that Instagram monitors our chat? I hope yeah. not. God help us if they None do. stuff is private. I'm sure they see it, but it's a private chat. So Yeah, they can't. We- our FBI agents are enjoying themselves. Oh, they <laughs> love oh, our God, conversation. Are crazy. I know. They need therapy. <laughs> so I also want to say one real quick thing. Um. My husband is home. Um, He's not been home for three months. So that's been interesting getting back together. (laughs) But he is going to build me my own computer. So he built his computer, which is the setup I'm on right now. Um, He's going to build me my own computer because I kicked him off of his video game time to do this. 
was very unhappy about oh that's so nice so to solve the problem i'm getting my own computer <laughs> smart yes very smart yep i just yep. have to be problematic and in his way to get things apparently that's how i got the laptop that i'm on right now is because he was <laughs> like get off my laptop i need it and i was like, it's like well, yeah like we've one. been talking for two and a half hours yep <laughs> and it's like I could have been playing video games, but you had to do your stupid podcast. <laughs> we only do it once a week. And that's yeah. why I told him, I was like, you can go play somewhere else for, you have a Switch, go play somewhere I, else for two oh, hours. I feel like- tell Stone, you're investing in my future. <laughs> you're investing in your peace and quiet. I think if we talked more than once a week, this wouldn't be two hours long. Probably not, Probably. but this we all have too much busy shit going on to talk hangout time and podcast time we need to start doing more instagram lives throughout the week yeah Yeah. we do need to do this is group therapy it is group group therapy therapy to the max (laughs) but yes i think it would be cool to do some more instagram lives throughout the week so if anyone has any ideas of what they want us to talk about on live randomly throughout the week we can also do uh youtube live as well at some point yes also but if you guys would be interested in seeing our faces the chaotic faces that we make back and forth to each other when you don't hear us speaking i'm gonna have to remember <laughs> not to like no you should totally keep doing that <laughs> no we have to keep doing it it's so much fun authenticity gabby yes and doing the whole <laughs> pull your yeah. tag around yeah and everyone can see my so my husband calls Nebula um, his agent of chaos. <laughs> so everyone can see Nebula being obnoxious. Um, we weren't recording at the time she knocked over my candle, um, but she did just knock over a candle and spill wax everywhere. So I have to clean that up after we get done with this. That's going to be oh so God. satisfying. I don't well, know no, it because it landed that. on the mouse pad mat. Oh, yeah. That, no. So Ew. just buy a new one. <laughs> I'm gonna take it to the sink and scrub at it. Oh, look at the baby! Hi, baby. How are you doing? All right. Well, sign us off, Gabby, before we talk for longer. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cox podcast. My name is Gabby, and you can find me on Instagram at Gabby's Shelf, G A B B I E. And I am Lexi, and you can find me on Instagram at Reads by Lexi. And I'm Jess. You can find me on Instagram at the.barnacle.bookshelf or on my website at thebarnaclebookshelf.com. And I'm Ash, and you can find me on Instagram at a wolf 91 And we'll also sign Britt off. Um, like I said, she's doing lawyery things, but you can find her on Instagram and TikTok at Lunar Literature. Uh, go give her some motivation and hype her up for passing her bar yes. exam. Give her some love. in the comments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, girls. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Love y'all. Bye. I gotta find my mouse. I can't leave the meeting. <laughs> <laughs>